Thursday, June 22nd, 2017. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Poke Runyon, and tonight we are going to present a show called The Mysterious Enochian Aethers. And uh, as most of our active and associate members know, we're mainly focused on Solomonic ceremonial magic, but we also use the Aether system from D. and Kelly's Enochian Corpus, which provides us with an operative alternative when the moon is not well aspected for Goetia. Now, the Aether system, originally called Terrestrial Victory, was a 30-level spherical model of the universe with the Earth in its center and the aethers, or heavens, Gnostic aeons originally, surrounding and expanding from the terrestrial center, like the layers of an onion, with the lowest as number 30, teats, or tex, rising on up to lile, lil, as number one, enclosing the outer limits of the circular universe. All of these levels are related to the four elemental tablets called watchtowers, which relate to the celestial sphere and are positioned around the magic circle. Each of these aethers have angelic governors whose sigils are outlined on the cells of the tablets. This is derived from Kamea magic. Now, the Aethers themselves derive from Valentinian Gnosticism and the Book of Revelation. The magicians who explore these astral realms will activate the tablets with Enochian calls and then scry into an orb on the altar within the magic circle. Now, you can see this in our introductory video, The Rites of Magic. And we have discussed this before in the Hermetic Hour, before tonight, and, uh, but now we are going to go much deeper into the mysteries and paradoxes of this powerful system of magic. So, if you want to learn how to open pinheads, that's Karanzan's box, tune in and chant with us. We've done several Hermetic Hour shows on Enochian magic. Some of them you can find on YouTube. All of them you can find in our archives. But to recap, for those who are new to the subject, Enochian magic was initiated in Shakespeare's time in a merry old England, through the efforts of the Magus John Dee and his scryer, Edward Kelly. It is one of the most powerful and effective systems of theurgy ever created. It establishes a magical universe, peopled by thousands of angels and spirits, and the unique angelic language, through which they may be called up or visited in their astral realms. This is a real language that has its own grammar and syntax. It can be read, spoken, and translated. When chanted, 
It affects the brains and minds of the magicians and makes the Enochian universe come alive. The core of this system is the structure of the 30 aethers or heirs. And each of these aethers is presided over by at least three governors whose sigils are found traced on the four watchtower tablets that act as schematic diagrams of the celestial and terrestrial sphere. This inside-outside configuration results in the first of many paradoxes. Dee and Kelly were told by the angels that the governors of the tablets related to areas and countries on the surface of the earth. This is declared in the call of the 38ers, which we will read for you in English later. Hence, the system was called terrestrial victory. But actually, this is not the case. The system derives from the early Valentinian Gnostic universe of 30 aeons, or heavens, which describe an expanding sphere of dimensions or planes that rise from the lowest material realm of the earth, the lower astral plane, up to the highest spiritual plane, synonymous with the Kabbalistic sphere of Kether. In order for the governors of these planes to spiritually rule portions of the earth, they would need to be located on the same level. In actual fact, this idea relates to the projection of the constellations onto the surface of the earth so that the ancient circle called the realm of the fixed stars would be the ruling level and the constellations themselves would be the governors. And we call this system the Soma Sophia. But it is not Enochian, at least not D. and Kelly's Enochian. We are not sure who decided to turn these terrestrial victory inside out and use the system to ascend the astral planes in a mystic quest for higher inspiration and knowledge. But the first person who made a record of it was Aleister Crowley in his masterpiece, The Vision and the Voice, recorded between 1900 and 1909. Critics of Crowley may find his visions too thelemic, but then Philema itself owes much to D.M. Kelly's Enochian, and both systems owe their common inspiration to the biblical book of Revelation. Now, if you doubt this, I invite you to read Crowley's Liberal, that's the book of the law, then the book of Revelation, and then the Enochian call of the Aethers, which we'll read a little bit later, assuming that most of us are familiar with Crowley's Book of the Law and John of Patmos's Revelation. I will now read the English translation of the Enochian call of the 38ers to prove my point. O ye heavens which dwell in the first air, Teots, ye are mighty in the parts of the earth and execute the judgment of the highest. Unto you it is said, Behold the face of your God, the beginning of comfort, whose eyes are the brightness of the heavens, which provided you for the government of the earth and her unspeakable variety, furnishing you with a power of understanding to dispose all things according to the providence of him that sitteth 
upon the holy throne, and rose up in the beginning, saying, The earth, let her be governed by her parts, and let there be division in her, that the glory of her may be always drunken and vexed in itself. Her course, let it run with the heavens, and as a handmaiden, let her serve them. One season, let it confound another. And let there be no creature upon or within her the same. All her members, let them differ in their qualities. And let there be no one creature equal with another. The reasonable creatures of the earth and men, let them vex and weed out one another. And their dwelling places, let them be forget their names. The work of man and his pomp, let them be defaced. His buildings, let them become caves for the beasts of the field. Confound her understanding with darkness. For why? It repenteth me that I have made man. One while let her be known, and another while a stranger, because she is the bed of a harlot, and the dwelling place of him that is fallen. O ye heavens, arise, the lower heavens beneath you, let them serve you. Govern those that govern, cast down such as fall, bring forth with those that increase, and destroy the rotten. No place let it remain in one number. Add and diminish until the stars be numbered. Arise, move, and appear before the covenant of his mouth, which he hath sworn unto us in his justice. Open the mysteries of your creation, and make us partakers of the undefiled knowledge. Now, we have time to read that in Enochian, so I think I'm going to go ahead and read what, you just, what I just read in English. I think I'll read it in Enochian for you. Madre Axtas Peripatayats Kahiska Miracles on here. Kowasago Fisla Malzodizales Iaida Nunca Gohuleme Mikma Adawan Mada Foda Beliolbe Soba Uona Chisa Victus Peripso Das Abarisa Nun Cafe Netabi Jimmy Kalaz Odoma Yerasada Pofilio Marebe Arago Hidoigo Odorzudalpe Ya Adafe Gohola Casago Abars the Sionir Od Carisapeota Ore Pola Tiobela Busadare Telabe Nolanu Aida or Sabahu Dodare Mene Zode Olana Ilazadabe Tilaba Parmije Peraksata Uta Kolosata Mua Pisa Laibame O Kaho Saumete O Chasis Ateosa, 
Aji Totu, Mirkako, Rabela Lela, Tonu, Parobela, Dizdo Lamo Aso, Pianu, Oon, Karistesos, Aji Lator, Doranu, Parachi, Asomape, Corda di Zoda, Dora Pala Ud, Pifla Zoda, Lasamanda, Ud Falagita, Pan Misha, Omaoasa, Con Isabella, Ud Aucha, Tonoju, Orsia, Catabela, Noasmi, Tabe Jesa, Leo Rathmat Manjuli, Vauchai, Ome Petabile, Oresa Bagile, Muabe O Corda Zoda Zoda, El Capimau, Itzo Mazipe, Od. Kau kasabe gosa, majirenu pihi tiyanta ababalunda, an paorgita taloka unaneme, madrazata torzu, odazata orocha abapere taboe. Pirazoda Artaya Basa Arderpanu Korsata Dobitsa Yulkame Perezodi Arekoazodiori Ud Kwasame Kotenuji Ripiri Pauzata Sagakori Umela Ud Peredosa da Kari Kakareji Avai Kormepeta Torzodu Zokari Od Zamaranu Aspeta Sabesa Bhutamona Das Surzodasa Tia Malatanu Odokikaika Od Ozodasma Pelapi Yadnamad. Now that is the call of the thirty aethers, and each aether is inserted in the beginning of the call. So, um, we should note that the entire aether system is elemental as well as celestial. This is in line with the cardinal signs of astrology, but the medieval penchant for elemental groupings resulted in grouping all of the astrological cardinal elemental signs on separate tablets rather than surrounding the magic circle with a continuous zodiac. This makes ceremonial work complex. 
At least one of the aethers, the 22nd Lene, has governors that have to be activated, that's one traced, in all four tablets to produce the secret name Para-Owen, which relates to the mysterious black cross that unites the four tablets and connects Lene to the 10th aether, Zax, Zaxa, which is the gateway to the abyss and the realm of the mighty devil, Karanzan. Now, Karanzan is, as I said earlier, Karanzan is analogous to to uh, Clive Barker's pinhead in, in Hellraiser. And, of course, you know, you can use the, the cube, the Hellraiser cube, uh, you can uh, you can use that to indicate the the four watchtowers, and you know, and, and also the sigil of them at the top of the union, and and the black cross, and and uh, and so it makes a good analog. And I'm sure that Barker was familiar with uh, with Enochian when he created the Hellraiser idea. Karanzan or Karanzom is the Enochian version of Satan, and is the equivalent to the Kabbalistic Samuel and the serpent in the Garden of Eden. He's also the dragon of chaos, Satan, who waits in the abyss to be admitted either to the entire universe or to the individual universe. Well, in either case, he brings on the apocalypse, yours or everybody's. Karanzan is one of the dark aspects of Enochian that seems to attract Luciferian occultists to this system. Now, these people are spiritual anarchists who are attracted to the most dangerous and self-destructive forms of magic they can find. They believe that the Enochian system is similar, if not related, to H.P. Lovecraft's fictitious Necronomicon. And unfortunately, they have support from serious writers on magic, specifically Donald Tyson, who in his 1995 book Tetragrammaton theorized that the Enochian angels had duped D.M. Kelly in a spiritual conspiracy, encouraging them to open the gates to the realm of chaos surrounding our universe and unleash Karanzan, the dragon of the apocalypse, upon us. This is based upon the idea of angelic jealousy over the special powers that God gave to man. Thus, the angels retaliate by giving man the magical rituals to destroy the world, a sort of a magical atomic bomb. Now, Tyson Tyson seems to believe that when some Enochian magician or magicians finally complete the whole operation, perhaps by discovering the last key or call missing from the original transmission, then the gate to hell will be opened. We can also... We might add that that uh, we could also use Cthulhu as a as a synonym for Karanzan. Now, fortunately, a more recent writer, A. D. Mercer, a British psychiatrist, in his 2015 Liber Karanzom, has given us a far more rational and hermetic take on the Karanzan confrontation. According to Dr. Mercer. When the magician finally meets Karanzan in Zax, he realizes 
that he is looking at himself. This is a dark version of Merkaba mysticism. When the ascending mystic in Merkaba mysticism, which is, the, which is the Jewish mystical system that preceded the Kabbalah, by the way, when he finally confronts God in the highest realm, he realizes that he is seeing himself on the throne. Merkaba mysticism is the model for the book of Revelation. And the secret behind this has always been personal. Revelation, book of Revelation, does not predict the end of the world. It predicts the end of your world. Now, I recommend the Mercer book for its insights, but unfortunately, he leaves out most of the Aether system and jumps from the Hermetic Guardian Angel operation directly to the Zach's Aether and the confrontation with Karanzin. But then, OTA candidates face Lotan or Leviathan in our second degree and have the same experience. Still, I believe that if you're going to do the Aethers, then do all 30, from Teyetz to Lilith. And for a more complete program, I still recommend Gerald J. Schuller's Enochian Magic a Practical Manual, 1985, which is still in print. Now, following the full sequence, we did, with our following the full sequence, we did the second aether, Lene, or Lynn, on June 4th. And Frater Sithmeth received a vision from Para Owen, which he rendered as a poem in the Lodge Logbook. I shall try to do it justice. Darkness, void, smoke-filled shadows. Parahoan stirs in the mist like ripples in black velvet or silk. I ask, what connects you to the four tablets? Ten thousand times ten thousand, the void speaks. Para Owen's face is sharp, like a harlequin or the joker. His tongue is long, and it slithers into my ear, touching the center of my brain. You are mine. You serve us. Para Owen's tongue flicks my hypothalamus. I am thrown down into the base, into the earth. Hundreds of golden shapes, creatures small surround me, clothe me as armor, as a body. The armor has power. I raise into the air. The air greets me and breathes his element into my lungs. You breathe me now, responds the air. I fall into the water. Water like a snake rise around my arms and then fills my eyes. You can see us now. The water warms my eyeballs. Para Owen takes me up again. He shows me that my golden armor has white wings. I fly as a golden scarab or a bee into the abyss. I fly, I fly. I'll give you an idea of just how powerful these these aethers really are. Frater Solomon 
and Frater de Musi had visions that seemed to relate to combinations of geometric shapes. I had been reading Merritt's The Metal Monster, 1920, a story about solar-charged sentient metallic aliens with crystal brains and electricity for blood. I wondered if this somehow telepathically connected with the vision. Perhaps Para Owen's tongue was also in my brain. Who knows? We should also mention that we have made some additions to the Watchtower opening and the Aether operations. We call on the four traditional archangels of the quadrants and elements to help open the tablets. And we use the Valentinian prayers for each of the 30 aeons or aethers. They're all positive. Valentinian Gnosticism was Christian, and, and those prayers are all positive, whereas uh, Crowley's uh, take on the aethers is often quite negative. All this serves to counteract the sinister aspects of the system, which may have resulted from its being filtered through Edward Kelly's amoral mind. This is similar to using the 72 Shemham Farash angels to balance the 72 spirits of Solomon's brass vessel. These additions make Anokian and Galatia more accessible to magicians and mystics who seek the light. Although, to be quite honest, the light can be just as frightening as the darkness. To be human, we need both in balance. To be more than human, we need to individuate the Briatic yin and yang of Hokmah and Bina, the great two-stroke engine that runs the universe. Now, I would like to review that we have um, discussed tonight, and I'll use uh, I'll use Dr. Schuller's book here uh, to um, uh, to review these 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 aethers, so that you get a. Uh, an idea of how, how they're structured, and, and uh, um, Zax is the tenth aether. Zax is pronounced Zodots, which means the aether of the one with the great name. The Gematria, Zax equals four four fifteen equals eighty three times five, where eighty three equals uh, FIFA lies. Uh, to eliminate Zax four, uh, equals 409 equals Mal, M-A-L-P-R-G, uh, Beton. The fiery flames of fire, also 409. Q-U-A-S-B-M-A-O-P-I-R-G. Destruction of the fires of life. The governors. Alex Arpe. Tablet the black cross. Now, this black cross, uh, if you take the, the, the four the four elemental tablets and place them all together flat, uh, you know, edge to edge, the black cross is, is, is a cross-shaped tablet that goes right down between the tablets. And it goes you know, vertically and horizontally. And the name Elitzarpe. Elitzarpe can mean he who is first of the air. The Gematria. 534 equals K-I-A-O-F-I-N-A-Z-P-S. The terrible sword. 
And of course, that's an air weapon. Also, 534, 276 times 2, and um, where 267 equals your oil division. You can see that uh, that uh, Doctor Show has really done the, you know, he's, he's done the cabalistic grunt work on this. And the second governor is Komanan. That's just, this is the tablet that's from the Black Cross, and the name Komanan uh, can mean he who knows how to manifest. And the gematria of Komanan five thirty two. Patrolix, stone, rock, axoma, means the great name of knowledge. And the third governor is Tabitom. And look in the tablet that it's derived from is the Black Cross. The name Tabitom. Tabitom can mean he who is like the fire. And the gematria of Tabitom is 209, Bliora, comfort. 209 is also the Hebrew word Z, BZR, dispersed. Tabitone, 197, uh, equals V-R-E-L-P, and Pond, the governor of the 11th Aether. The demon of Zax is Karanzen. The name is pronounced Keo-Keo-Ronem-Zodan. In seven syllables, and it means he who is the basis of form. Koranzon. And the Gematria. Koranzon equals 600 equals OXI Babylon, the mighty one. And Koranzon equals 594 Zixlay uh, Gosa, the confusion of strangeness. And you can see where Crowley, uh, where Crowley, uh, Became fascinated with the with the Qurans and connection, and also related it to his Babylon. Now the location, the tenth acre is located at the subplane called the Great Outer Abyss. On the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, it is called the Veil of the Abyss and separates the three higher sephirot from the lower seven. A brief description: Sax is a ring pass, not for the human mind. It represents an indescribable barrier between phenomenon and noumena, matter and spirit. Zax is the first stage of the nirvana of Buddhism because it annihilates any ego that enters it like a great wind blowing out the flame of a, of a lamp. The chief resident in Zax is the demon Karanza. He personifies the forces of dispersion and incoherence. The two primary qualities of this aether he is sometimes said to be the master of form, and he can change shape to suit the magician who dares to enter his domain. When a magician enters Zach's, he must relinquish his personal sense of identity. The ego cannot enter Zach's because Karanzen will disperse it, and the result will be certain death. And the king to this barrier the key, as you were, as the key to this barrier is the meditative silence of the mind in samadhi. Before entering consciousness, can safely pass through the abyss so long as it is untainted by personality. The ability to reach a mental state equivalent to samadhi is a prerequisite to the higher aethers. Now, 
that gives you an idea of what lies in store in in in, in his acts. Um, let's go back here to um, to our our twenty second Aether Lenin or Lenai. Lenai is pronounced L E N. That means the Aether of the Void. Gematria, Lin equals 118 equals Bilno, which is faith. 118 is also the value of the Hebrew CHLP, change, renewal. The governors, Ozidaiah, Ozidaiah. Ozidaiah can mean he who is the, who, he who is the God of truth. The Gematria, 175, Oead, Nazips. Sword of Justice. And also, 175 times 3 is 525, Kirlan and Joy. And Ozidaia, 169 equals Rit. And Kal This is the Tablet of Earth. And the first, the first governor is on the Tablet of Air, and the second governor is on the Tablet of Earth. And then the third governor. Uh, Lazdix is the tablet of water, and uh, and these sigils are are traced out in a rather strange way because these these in order to trace them, you see, when you do a, a, a when you do an aether operation, you have the tablets hanging or propped up on easels around the circle. So that, uh, that you circle around and you trace the sigils of the governors as you call out their names. You do this with a wand or a dorji or what uh, you know. And and the problem here is is, is the twenty second uh, aether is that these these sigils are are on on four different tablets. And the way that is is if you look at the way the tablets are are, are constructed, you find that there are little empty when all the sigils are on them, there are little empty squares on on these tablets, and that's where that that's they're filled in with uh, with uh, these aethers on the uh, uh, on the twenty on the twenty second aether. Now, this is the the most mysterious one: Para Owen, tablet seven and eight. Backward letters from all four tablets. The name Para Owen, Para Owen. Para-Owen can mean he who has eyes. The Gematria Para-Owen is 207. N-I-I-S-O, come away. 207 is also the Hebrew word agrab, a scorpion. Also, 207 times 2 equals 414 equals K-R-A-L, joy and pleasure. Location. 22nd Aether is located in a, in a position in the archetypal plane where the occult doctrine of polarities becomes self-evident. It marks the beginning of non-dualism, which intensifies as one rises higher. Because of this shift in viewpoint toward the mystical, Lynn or Lina is an aether of change and renewal. Consciousness in this aether is in the first stages of the mystical state called samadhi wherein the human personality is cast aside. Here the beginning of form can be seen as the very sense 
of extension in space. In addition, the complement of form, the formless, can be seen directly as an endless void, which gives the aether its name. Actually, this void is Lene and is only an appearance. It seems void to the human mind that experiences it. The higher aethers are no more formless than the deep sleep state, although this often seems a void when waking. Comment. The aether of Lene is the region where form and the formless merge into each other. It represents a dramatic change in one's viewpoint. The magician who enters here must look with eyes other than the human else. He will see only desolation. That gives you a pretty good idea of the structure of the aethers that we have discussed uh, tonight and some background of the visions we receive. Uh, the way we do this, and if you can see this, you can see this setup and the opening by Watchtowers in our video, The Rites of Magic. Now, unfortunately, you go on YouTube, look up The Rites of Magic, and all you're going to get is a preview of it, which does not show the Watchtower opening. So you have to actually... Uh, I don't think YouTube has a, has a full version of the rights of magic. Uh, and, you, know, you have to you have to either purchase it uh, as a DVD, or of course we send it out to you in the membership kit when you uh, uh, when you join the associate member program. So uh, uh, let me say that uh, the way described the way this these operations work. We suspend the Watchtower tablets all the way around uh, the, the magic circle. We have the fire tablet in the south, the water tablet in the west, the earth tablet in the north, and the air tablet in the east. Now, this isn't the way Dean Kelly originally did it. They, uh, they, they had the tablets arranged differently, but the Golden Dawn uh, did a lot to change the Enochian system around, and we follow them to some degree. Uh, so we have the uh, the tablets arranged in pretty much the way the rest of of, of Hermetic magic actually does the uh, uh, the quadrants does the elements uh, in today's form of magic. So that's the way we arrange them. Now they hang around. Around the uh, uh, the circle, and above the above the uh, altar, which is in the center, hangs a little square tablet called the Tablet of Union. Now, the Tablet of Union is not the black cross, although it has a similar function. The Tablet of Union is a small tablet, which which also relates to the center crosses on the tablet uh, on on the tablets themselves. So it's another unifying tablet. So the uh, the black cross is is one that figures in in uh, in the the twenty second aether, and the tablet of union uh, the tablet of union figures in the watchtower generally. So the tablet of union, a small tablet, uh, hangs over the altar, and on the altar we place the sigil of Hemoth. And the sigil of Hemoth is uh, is a sigil that Dee and Kelly 
derived from the sworn book of Honorius. That's where it came from. And and it's a very complex uh, seven-pointed seven star. Um, and and quite complex. And that's the altar piece. And on that we place an altar stand and and uh, and the orb, the scrying orb. Now in our case, we use a 120 millimeter amethystine ball, <coughs> which we project into. Now, uh, of course, the incense smoke comes up through this Almadel style altar, where the slots around the around the uh, the, the the crystal. So the, so you're staring at the crystal from the sides of the altar, with the smoke rising up. Yeah, and of course we chat our way uh, into into the crystal and project our consciousness in there, and then the operator who's leading the operation uh, will will conduct us uh, once we're inside the, the the orb will conduct us to the uh, uh, to the governors to their to their thrones where they, and they will and they will give us. Their their wisdom and, and and their knowledge, as you as you have remember in in uh, Smith's poem, or Para Owen and the other governors, the governors of the of the uh, elements, because that was that particular eighth that represents all four talents, uh, all four uh, elements, and all four talents. Now, um, just to give you a little example of the kind of wisdom that you get. Uh, I'll never forget the first time, the first time I did tails. That's text. You know, that, that the first, that's the lowest, the lowest of the of the aethers. And one side of the aether, one one horizon of the aether, is a governor that teaches you nonverbal communication to cross this plane all the way to confront this governor. And I found myself looking up at a huge black lion. Statue of a lion, you know, uh, but his paws outspread, and I'm standing between his paws and this huge black, that black lion with these with these glowing golden eyes, and I'm looking up at the at the, at this at this uh, this this huge the size of the sphinx, and and I looked up and very arrogantly in my little human way I said, all right, teach me nonverbal communication. Bam! All of a sudden, I'm inside the head of the lion, looking down at this little human being standing down there between my paws. And bam! I was back in myself, looking up at the lion. And I said, "Thank you." And then I turned around and went back to the center to find the other, the other. This is the sort of experiences that you can have in these aethers, and the sort of things you can learn. Uh, Enochian magic is very, very, very powerful and uh, very insightful. It should not be used for personal gain or to get it over on people or to uh, for any kind of black magic. It, it should never be used. In fact, Rigardi became so convinced that uh, of this that it should only be used for for the acquisition of, of knowledge, you know, of the kind that, that we that was expressed in, in, in Fratercist's poem and and in my experience with the uh you know with the governors the governor and Tayots. Regardi said, 
The Enochian angels are nothing but capricious elementals. And if you try to misuse them, you will find out just how capricious they can be. So, uh, granted, the analogy to Pinhead's box is, for some people, is accurate. Enochian magic can get you in a lot of trouble if you don't approach it in the right way. You approach it as a system that you uh, will, that you respect, and and you are seeking knowledge, wisdom, enlightenment, and spiritual growth. If you do it that way, that that is going to be very very beneficial for you, and and it will repay you in uh, hell. So that uh, that pretty well wraps us up for uh, for. Uh, tonight in the exploration of these aethers. Um, and uh, next week, we're going to have uh, certain of our members call in, and we're going to have a sort of an open, uh, sort of an open forum on on uh, subjects that they that they would like to discuss and and, uh, and experiences they have and commentary. And uh, so, uh, the the uh, be sure to tune in because you're going to have some very interesting people, uh, very knowledgeable people calling in and discussing discussing their views on magic, uh, and uh, and giving us ideas on uh, new shows to explore and and new new realms to to penetrate. So until then, uh, good magic, and we'll see you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.